Welcome into the latest Daily Wager Extra podcast. I'm Doug Kazarian. We are taping this on Wednesday, November 24th. It is Thanksgiving week, feast week as well. So we're changing up the schedule a little bit this week for the TV show. Daily Wager will return Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern on ESPN2. I will not be there. I will be off again until the following Tuesday. But as for the podcast here, we're going to talk with John Murray, Las Vegas oddsmaker, coming up. Break down the Thursday card. Will the Lions finally get a win? We shall see. we got a couple teaser options. And then Sunday's slate that looks awesome. Just so many competitive games. I think the highest line on Sunday, aside from one game, is three and a half. So a lot of pick between pick and three and a half point spreads. And we'll do the bonanza as well with Mr. Murray. And uh, dive deep into some of these higher profile games coming up straight ahead. Kicking is for losers. A day earlier in the week, but still the same great Mr. Executive Director John Murray. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. We we really had a pretty solid weekend in the NFL. Uh, so happy my, my for you. My pick of Dallas, my Dallas pick didn't do too well, but uh, the the book the book did quite well on on Saturday or Sunday. Excuse me. Yeah, you know, you guys get some outright upsets. Obviously, that's always part of it, but mm-hmm. you don't want too many because then there's people who always you know parlay every single one. You got some of the favorites, one but didn't cover, which is always a good thing for the book. What was your biggest uh, net win, I think, for the house? Uh, it was, it's kind of close. Um, I'm not sure which one was the biggest one. The, 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 Titans, uh, the Titans losing outright was really big for us. Uh, but there was a whole bunch. We did very well in the Cardinals game. Uh, everybody was betting on Yeah, on Seattle. Seattle. That line closed like five and a half, six, right? Yeah, we that that was a really good result for us. I mean, really, the only game we didn't do well on last week was the Thursday game, uh, New England, with the blowout over Atlanta last Thursday night. That was uh, that was not good for us, and we would have won quite a bit more if if Pittsburgh could have hung on on Sunday night. That that was not a good mm. result, but uh, there's really not not a whole lot to complain about this week, to tell you the truth. Uh, I think the other one that was really good was the Colts beating Buffalo. Yes, Buffalo I was in a that. lot of money line parlays. They were in a lot of teasers, and they really got handled by Indianapolis. That game wasn't even close. So just a, a week of, of really positive results, but not one that stood out over the crowd the way we, we've seen in the past. Real quick, since you mentioned the Colts game, what's your John Taylor, uh, Jonathan Taylor MVP number right now? <laughs> I like that you think I know that off the top of my head. Uh, let me. <laughs> well, I want to. I wrote about Jeez, it. And I just think uh, it's kind of funny uh, and ridiculous that people are uh, trying to. No, I can look it up. Uh, tw- have that campaign right now. I just. I we mean, got, it's just we not got him at twenty-five. Uh, twenty-five yeah. to one. So the the MVP race has really uh, has really changed a lot in the last couple of weeks. Brady now the favorite here at five to two. Josh Allen's moved out to six to one. Mahomes. Kansas City had a very good win on Sunday over Dallas, but it's not like it was the offense that really drove the bus for the Chiefs in that game. So we still have Mahomes at twelve to one. Uh, Taylor's got to be the lowest of the non-quarterbacks at twenty-five to one, and he's off of a of a great performance against Buffalo on Sunday. Yeah, I mean that's fair. He should be the lowest of all the non-quarterbacks. I I just think it's kind of silly that I mean you know I heard the other day someone said, well he's the MVP so far of this league. I'm like really the Colts aren't even in the playoffs, so they're. <laughs> so you uh, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a bit of a stretch. Yeah. There's a lot of good quarterbacks in the league. You know, Kyler Murray's missed the last three games. That's why he's drifted out so much. Aaron Rodgers continues to amaze. I know they lost to Minnesota on Sunday, but he made some incredible throws in that game. And he made uh, that whole game made us look good, because I think we joked last week on the show that Minnesota would get a double-digit lead and then blow it. They did. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. 
although they were able to, uh, to rally and win the game. But a very typical performance there by the Vikings. They always seem to get out ahead, and then they blow it. But this time, they were able to win in the end. I know a guy who uh, bet Kirk Cousins 150-1 to yesterday on MVP. He said I had to do that it. That was another good yeah. game for us, too. I should have mentioned that one. I, 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 I blanked that game. Uh, Minnesota beating Green Bay was another very good win for us. So the, the morning was just full of positive results for us. Yeah, Packers time. had one, one in cover. Sorry, not one in cover had covered nine straight, tied for the third longest cover streak in a single season, so within the same season ever in the Super Bowl era. I mean, you know that Patriots team that lost to the Bears in the 85 Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Had, one, had covered 13 straight and then got smacked by Chicago. So that was, I think that's the all-time mark within a season, including the playoffs. But anyways, we turned the page. We got Thanksgiving slate. We got the winless Lions, potential for an upset. And a couple other bigger spreads, probably teaser and money line parlay popularity there. What's yeah. let's start with this Lions Pack uh, Bears game. How are you guys playing this game? Any sharp action? It's gonna be a tough watch. I mean, how many how many times how have they done you. Bears at Lions in the morning? I, 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 how, that's a tough watch, man. I mean, come on. I'm excited. Uh, how, what are we doing? No, you're not. You, I you, am. You have to say that because you're. No, you're in the media. You have to carry the water for the league and pretend like oh, you're excited stop. about the game. Oh, you're in the media. Come on. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I bash the NFL as much as anyone, or maybe not as much, but I get it. No. But I, it's a, it's a, it's a, we're firing on pigskin at 930 in the morning. That's what I'm talking about. The other two games are actually pretty solid. This one, we've got Chicago minus three quarterback issues on both for both teams. Uh, there's a rumor hanging over this game that Matt Nagy, the Bears head coach, is going to be fired uh, the next day. I think that was the rumor I read. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty even money, actually. Usually this, this Thursday morning Thanksgiving game, it, it's some bad team laying a small amount of points on the road against Detroit, and the public is all over that team. But not, not so much this time. Really, they're, they're, not, they're not coming in on Chicago, and there's, just a, there's not much of a decision yet. I mean, this game kicks off in about 24 hours we're recording this at about 9.30 a.m. Wednesday morning in Las Vegas. So most of the money is going to come in tonight and tomorrow morning. But right now, not, not really shaping up to be a decision. And the other two games are both shaping up to be big decisions. So I, I don't know how much of our focus is really going to be on this game. So let's talk about that. Uh, let's just go straight to the Buffalo-New Orleans game because that's seen some serious line movement, all things considered, with an island game. Why so much love for Buffalo here? Well, it's not so much that as much as it is you're seeing all these guys that are out for New Orleans. You know, New Orleans last week got handled by Philadelphia on the road, and they were missing all these key players. And it it sounds like it's trending towards a lot of those guys are not going to play this week either. So the, the Saints are really – they're about as banged up as any team in the NFL. They're down to Trevor Simeon at quarterback with the great Jameis Winston out for the year. They've got all kinds of issues on the offensive line. Kamara's hurt. He's their best player. So tons of injury concerns for New Orleans. The number got up to six and a half briefly, but we did see a very sharp uh, count at the Superbook in New Jersey take six and a half with the Saints. So it looks like that was the point of resistance where the wise guys said, enough is enough. This number has gotten too high. Because Buffalo really has not played very well the last month or so. That's why uh, I asked. In fact, I think I'm being... I think I'm being nice. The Buffalo's been playing poorly the last month or so. So the number, it's about as high as it can go. And six and a half was the point where they finally said, okay, this is too much. So that means when you get that piece of information in another state or something or anywhere, you just know that six is where you want to kind of settle in. 
as, as an odds maker? Yeah, for now. I mean, for now, yeah. We're, we're at six right now. I see one book has a five and a half here in Nevada. You've got to see how the games go tomorrow morning and tomorrow afternoon. There might be a lot of parlays rolling into Buffalo, depending on the results of those first two games. So we'll, we'll definitely have to take a wait-and-see approach there. But for now, we're going to deal the game Buffalo minus six, knowing that if we go higher, we'll get action on the other side. Gotcha. Okay, so the Raiders continue to lay eggs. They've uh, lost three straight, both straight up and ATS. Dallas banged up. No Amari Cooper. We'll see about C.D. Lamb. But you've gone through the number seven here. So you're at seven halves, and I see some eights as well popping up. How does this uh, number finish out, you think? Well, th- this is a game that's been batted around quite a bit because they were laying us down. When it was Dallas minus seven, minus 110, Early in the week, they were laying us on that number. We got as high as eight briefly, had a sharp player that we respect at a Superbook in Colorado, took Raiders plus eight, moved us back to uh, right now we're at Dallas minus seven and a half even money. Tons of handle on this game. I mean, this is shaping up to be one of the bigger handle games of the week. We'll probably, I'm sure we'll end up needing the Raiders, but there was some wise guy support on the Raiders plus eight. Dallas is going to be in all these money line parlays and teasers. Uh, really, really good volume on this game. People will probably be passed out by the time the the last game starts, and no, and nobody but you cares about the Chicago Detroit game. So it's going to be this, it's going to be this Raiders Cowboys game that I think is going to determine a lot of our day tomorrow. Don't sleep on the college games. Don't sleep on the. College. Yeah, that's true. Oh no, touche. There are some good college games tomorrow, especially the Egg Bowl. I agree with you on that. But th- but this is going to be this this shapes up to be one of the more high volume Thanksgiving Day games in recent memory. You know, last year we had Washington Dallas, which was kind of a dud, and the night game got postponed. Yeah, uh, this Raiders Cowboys game. Raiders Cowboys is going to be a monster handle game for us, even though the Raiders have not been playing well the last few weeks. Yeah, that's a disappointing aspect of this. Could be a could have been a really nice game. Raiders were looking like they're in the playoff sure. mix not too long ago. Still could salvage it. We'll see. So let's go to Sunday. Obviously, the game that jumps out is New England. When you compare it to look-ahead lines, this is the biggest number on Sunday. We have a lot mm-hmm. of close games on Sunday. It's a remarkable slate of short numbers of yeah. three between three and a half and like one and pick. But this six and a half line feels high. But Tennessee, I mean, what's Tannehill going to do with no Derrick Henry going to Belichick? This Patriots team is flying around now they do have buffalo on deck on a monday night but if there's ever a team that's you know you, you can trust to be robotic and not look ahead it is the patriots well we thought we opened this game high on sunday we because our, our our look ahead line on this game was on the other side of three new england of course a great performance against atlanta tennessee finally ran out of gas they lose to houston on sunday morning we opened at five and a half thinking that that was high and they laid us five and a half. So now we're all the way up to New England minus six and a half in this game. New England is playing to as high as a num- high of a number right now as any team in the NFL. And they're getting a lot of respect in the lines. We're, we're definitely going to need Tennessee here. And, and to your other point, when we gathered on Sunday evening, uh, Sunday night to make the numbers for week 12, to reopen the numbers, we were talking about how this looks like about the best Sunday of the season. Hmm. There's so many good games this week, and I, this might be this one along with Tampa Bay, Indianapolis, look like the highlight games in the morning. And this game's going to go a long way to determining who the number one seed in the AFC is, which is something that nobody would have thought a month ago. Uh, the Tennessee and New England are both playing very well right now. New England, especially, looking like one of the best teams in the NFL. 
I did Mel Kuyper's radio show on, on Saturday, and I got the old question of Mac Jones MVP. 300 to 1 is the answer. Um, I'm not quite there yet, but he is the favorite right now for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Let's go to that Tampa Bay Indy game that you mentioned because Tampa 0-5 ATS this year on the road. So for all the impressive dominance at home, and they've been so clean for the most part at home, they've laid some serious eggs. It was nice to see our guy, Morty Seinfeld, snap his streak of the 11 straight <laughs> non-covers in primetime. So that streak ended. Indy plus three. I feel like this could be a trendy dog play. There, there is some money on the dog here, but not, not uh, really. There's not as much money on this game as I would have thought. Period. Uh, most of the money early on is on the Buccaneers, but it's pretty split. Sharp money to the over on this game went from 51 up to 53 right now on this game. So the the Colts are really playing well. Jonathan Taylor getting MVP buzz in some circles, but look at that Indianapolis offensive line. That's the real strength of that team. Well-coached team. Uh, both of these teams look like ones to avoid in the postseason. Uh, this is another two really, really good matchups at 10 a.m. this week. Yeah, no, that's certainly intriguing. Let's jump to the afternoon game. I want to talk about this Rams-Green Bay. The numbers come down a little bit. We're looking at a straight pick here at Lambeau. Yeah, and this is this could really be the centerpiece game of the week, although there are a whole bunch of other really solid ones. We, we opened this game uh, with Green Bay, more like a one-and-a-half, two-point favorite. The money came in on the Rams. The, you, know, you know, the Rams have been playing to such a high power rating all season, and it looks like the wise guys here like Los Angeles surprised me a little bit. They are on a two-game losing streak right now. And Green Bay, Green Bay, this is a tough schedule spot for them, though. They're coming off of an emotional loss last week to Minnesota. And the Rams are coming in off of their bye week. So a very critical game in the NFC. Doesn't set up to be a big decision for us, though, hmm. just because it looks like there's going to be a lot of money on both sides of this game. We have been hammered on the total. We opened this one 50, and we're down to 47.5. So I think maybe it's a weather thing at Lambeau Field this week, causing this money to come in at the on the under. One of my top plays last weekend was the under in the Vikings-Packers game. And, did not get there, but I will say with like fourth quarter, like eight minutes ago, the live total is 52 and a half. Basically just needed a stop and a punt at midfield and did not get it. And then obviously a lot more points down the stretch. But let's talk about Minnesota off the big win at San Francisco. Niners take care of business in Jacksonville, something they don't usually do as a favorite. Now they're a home favorite, which is even worse for Shanahan historically. Uh, any are you, do you think you'll get sharp action or one sided action on this? Yeah, sharp action on San Francisco. You know, we, we had this game, 49ers 2, 2.5. They laid 2.5. We go to minus 3, minus 110 on the 49ers. They, we had a sharp player lay that number, which really surprised us. Didn't think we'd see wise guys laying the full three points on San Francisco in this game. But they've pushed us all the way to minus 3, minus 120. 49ers, good win against Jacksonville last Sunday. Very good win the previous Monday night against the Rams. We're still shaking our heads as to what the hell happened to the 49ers in that game against Arizona three weeks ago with no Kyler Murray. The, the, the Rams yeah. Cardinals just rolled the 49ers in San Francisco. But the Niners have really bounced back since then, and this is a very critical game for the NFC playoff race. Both these teams are in the mix for a wild-card berth. The winner of this game will have the, the tiebreaker if it comes to that. So very, very crucial game for both these teams. The winner looks like they'll be – in very good position to make the playoffs heading into December. It is kind of crazy when, you know, these things happen. And how do I, how do I put it? It's, it's 
you just it's so hard to train your body to or your mind to forget what you last saw like that's that's the key part here and it's you just have to do the opposite basically i mean that's really what i mean that's why you guys win so much so often is everyone reacting what they last saw yeah, but the Cardinals the last few weeks of there's been no rhyme or reason there where they, you know, Kyler Murray gets ruled out. They go into San Francisco. They completely roll San Francisco in that game, and then the next week they go back home. Still no Kyler Murray, and they get the doors blown off them by the Carolina Panthers on the road or at home, and then they go back out on the road against Seattle again. No Kyler Murray. The number gets pushed up quite a bit there, and they lose that game. So Arizona is a, is a tough team to get a handle on right now. There's no doubt about that. And just a little. Uh, San Fran has lost nine straight uh, outright when in the home favorite role. So buyers beware. It doesn't seem like they, yeah, they don't, they don't seem like a team that has any kind of a home field advantage. Uh, uh, you know, they're, they're, they play what, like an hour from San Francisco and it doesn't seem like there's really any advantage there for the 49ers. And then we know Minnesota's going to play a one score game. They've played an NFL high nine. Let's keep it in the afternoon. Well, they should. They'll get a. They'll get a lead, right? And then they'll blow the lead. Isn't that what Mike right. Zimmer does? I don't know. How can we, how can we really hate on Mike Zimmer right now, though? I, I'm sure you saw the news about his significant other, mm-hmm. and he just had a great win against Green Bay. Who are we to be criticizing the way he lives his life? And the way, at the know. time of the taping, there's some stuff going on with Everson Griffin at his home. So just uh, keep tabs on that entire. Vikings organization. I want to keep in the afternoon. Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. You mentioned the Steelers on Sunday night did not get the win, but. They've been decent as a dog, and then they usually lay an egg as a favorite just you know, over the last few years. But Cincy team has been impressive. Zach Taylor's done a nice job, but that's a big number to be laying, four and a half at home. A Big Ben, six and one outright as a dog against Cincinnati. Yeah, we've been pushed down to four in this game. We've got the Bengals laying four points. Not a lot of, not a lot of action to report. Although this is another pretty solid game in the morning and a, and, a, and a Sunday full of really good matchups. This one might get lost in the shuffle a little bit because there's those two really high-profile 10 a.m. games that we already right. talked about. But right now it looks like uh, very little handle. I would expect most of it to come in on Pittsburgh, though. Everybody watched that game on Sunday night. They almost win at the Chargers. And I don't know that people are going to be in a big rush to lay four points with the Bengals. Philly at the Giants. Will you get any Giants money? Probably not. You know, right now this looks like it's our it's our second most lopsided ticket count of the week. Everybody's on Philadelphia here. I, I saw that the Giants fired Jason Garrett, but why didn't they fire the head coach too? I, I don't know what what that really is going to accomplish for the New York Giants. That's an organization that needs to retool everything. They need to fire the general manager. They use the second overall pick on a running back. They need to fire Joe Judge, and they need to hit reset because there's way too much talent on that team offensively for them to be this bad. And Philadelphia comes into this game on a bit of a roll. Uh, the Giants will be one of our biggest needs of the morning. Yeah, Philly's seriously been on a roll. By the way, that's Coach Jason Garrett to you. Just keep that in mind. Uh, Excuse me. Don't call him oh, Jason. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot where he went to where he went to school. I apologize. Well, that's true. That. that is also, uh, there's a couple disgusting games. Uh, so as much as this is an exciting slate of, of competitive football, we're expecting not, not sure you're going to get a big handle in the jets at Houston. Probably not. And it really, it says a lot about the New York jets that they're a dog in this game. Houston with, with Terod Taylor in there, it gives them like semi-competent quarterback play, which semi-competent quarterback play is a massive upgrade over 
whatever they were getting from Davis Mills. And, and they did have a good win on Sunday against the Tennessee Titans. The Jets get Zach Wilson back. Not really sure how much that means to the point spread at this time. Not going to be a high-volume game. Uh, Atlanta at Jacksonville, nicely. another non-high-volume game. Uh, a lot more money on that game than really? the Jets game, uh, but but you're right. I, I don't think that I, – I know this was one game when we sat down on Sunday to, to make the number. It was just like, why don't we just call it a pick and see what people do? And that's what we put up, and now here we are talking three days later, and we still have a pick So I guess we got that one right. I like the under in that game. Jacksonville games go under. Uh, eight of their ten have gone under. Another game that I kind of like, even though it's going to be a low-handle game, is Carolina at Miami. Well, that's one that, that actually there is quite a bit of action on, a lot of money on the, on the Carolina Panthers in that game. Uh, we had people laying us, uh, one guy laid us 20000 on Carolina minus one, another guy 10000 Carolina minus one. Really? Pushed I like the other side. Two. Hmm. The money kept coming in on Carolina at minus two. We're at minus two and a half right now. I'm not saying it's going to be one of our biggest decisions of the week, but it does look like we will need the Dolphins because there's some big bets on Carolina already, and there's uh, there's a pretty lopsided ticket count. So th- th- there is there is some talking points here in this game, unlike the other two games we just mentioned. Were those house players or sharps that had those plays on the Panthers? These are just these are uh, these are guys that are, that are good house customers, but gotcha. usually like usually your 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 Joe Public type players don't make the bets on Monday. That's true. You know, so these are not bets that we're completely ignoring. Good point. One more game to get through before the Sunday nighter. And this is, I feel like it'll be a pretty square play, but I might even be on it as well as the Chargers at Denver. You got, you're under three here. And this is our most lopsided take account of the week by a long, by a long shot. Everybody's on the Chargers. Uh, we've moved this game up a little bit. Right now we've got Chargers minus two and a half, minus 120 to guard against some of these bets coming in. But th- this is shaping up to be a pretty big decision. There's only three games in the afternoon. So there's going to be a lot of volume on all three of them. And uh, it looks like Denver is going to be our biggest need of the afternoon right now. Yeah, it's just a tough spot for the Chargers. So that's probably why I'm going to be off it. But I do lean that way. I just don't think much of Denver. I mentioned uh, Jacksonville earlier. Eight of Denver's 10 games have gone under the total as well as the Jaguars. Sunday night, I think it's a really good spot for Baltimore. You have the extra hook as a tax here against Cleveland. I don't think much of this Browns team... The problem is the Ravens aren't very good, right? We've seen them show their true gullers. You lose to Miami, you're down whatever it was, 25 to the Colts on Monday night. They've had a lot of just games where they've needed the cheat code that is Lamar Jackson to win the game. I I assume he's going to be back for this game. I just think Cleveland's got a low ceiling, specifically Baker Mayfield is a low ceiling. But Baltimore, you're just this is not a solid outfit that we've seen in recent years. We could have done a lot better on Sunday morning if Baltimore had lost that game. Uh, a lot of money line and parlay stuff with Baltimore. Players taking Baltimore minus like one, one and a half on Sunday morning when the Lamar Jackson news broke. And Chicago gets that miracle touchdown to take the lead, and we're all celebrating. I still can't believe Baltimore, man, without Lamar Jackson, to manage to go back down the field and win the game. That was shocking. Uh, as far as the Sunday night game. All that game, preseason training with Huntley and the Ravens winning 20 straight. That, oh. That's where it comes to fruition. Unbelievable, man. Uh, Baltimore minus three and a half in this one. Very good two-way action on this game. No real decision on the side right now. Sharp accounts going under 46 and a half. Moved us down to 45 and a half. But really don't have much to say as far as the side in this game. And I agree with your assessment of both Baltimore and Baker Mayfield. I think you're spot on. 
Monday night, I like the I like the Washington football team. I like your football team. Pick them at yeah. home, but I, I just got to be careful. It's a little overreact. At some point, Russ is going to look healthy with his finger injury because there were guys open, especially around the goal line. He missed them, but I I can't just assume it's going to happen in the next game. Very contentious setting of this line on Sunday night. We ended up opening this game Seattle minus three, which I thought was just ridiculous. A lot of arguing back there. Uh, and then we got immediately they took plus three with Washington. Washington's now a one-point favorite in this game. Hmm. So uh, now I'm not saying that Washington should be favored. Washington never wins on Monday night football. They lose every time. They're horrible on Monday nights. But right now we're overloaded on, with Washington money because we opened a bad number. To your point, Washington 2-11 ATS in its last 13 Monday nighters. Last year, you might remember, they beat Pittsburgh um, and snapped oh, yeah. a nine-game outright <laughs> losing streak. When Pittsburgh was 11-0. When yeah, Pittsburgh that was, was I think, an afternoon game. I, I believe that wasn't the Monday nighter. I think that was an afternoon game. Either way, uh, they had it lost was, nine yeah, there was a Yeah, uh, there was a Monday doubleheader, and then it was followed by Buffalo-San Francisco. But I think, the, I think that Washington, where they really have laid an egg on Monday night football, has been at home. And I, if I remember correctly, that game against Pittsburgh was at Heinz Field. You immediately invoking memories of the swinging gate with Zorn. That was a Monday night, oh, right? Man, they've had Washington's had some just horrible losses on Monday Night Football, and just some really like a game where they really should have covered against Kansas City, and they lost on a lateral oh, play right. or, or some other. I mean, they've they've had horrible. I don't want to call it luck because they're a bad organization. That's why they keep losing. But they've had very poor results on Monday night. Let's just say that. Something of note, Seattle, this year on the under, 8-1-1. One, and one. and uh, mm-hmm. the under in Russell Wilson's last 15 regular season starts was just a crazy stat. 13-2 and two to the under. Wow. Yeah, the, the, Russell Wilson and that whole team, they don't look right right now. And they... That, like you mentioned earlier, I think that line on Sunday got as high as Seattle minus five against Arizona with the backup quarterback in there. And really, the, the Cardinals won pretty easily in a game that Seattle had to have to stay alive in, in the playoff race. Uh, a really poor performance there. No doubt. No doubt. Okay, buddy. Um, we got to bounce back in the bonanza, so let's get to it. It's time for Baby Bankroll Bonanza. All right, Mr. Executive Director, we both kind of uh, just very laid low. We each took uh, the Cowboys plus the short number at Arrowhead, and we do not get there. So that's not good. But we didn't didn't chase on the Twitterverse or anything like that. So we're okay. Uh, But I got to turn things around. You're in the black. You're doing very well. I'm just calling up Darren's tweets with all the stats. So you're plus 1,500. I'm minus 4,300. So that is concerning. But we do have the Prince of Props as well. So uh, you are definitely on the tee box first. Yeah, I don't know what his, what his game plan is right now. I, I've been texting with him a little bit this week. He hasn't provided anything yet. I mean, he likes to, he likes to uh, analyze, maybe even paralysis by analysis. Mm from that young man, but hopefully he can get us something that I can tweet at you and Darren before kickoff tomorrow. Uh, tough week here, I, I think. Uh, there's, not, there's really not a whole lot I like in this, uh, this week in the NFL. It's, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what I'm going to be able to give you here. I mean, I guess the only thing I can say is I, I, do, think the, I do think the Buffalo line is a little too high. 
So I guess uh, I guess put me down for uh, 500 on on uh, New Orleans. I'll take plus six with the Saints, but mm-hmm. there's really not much I like this week. So just dipping I'll your toe. I'll have to wait until I. Yeah, I'm gonna have to wait until I get something from my guy here and, and see if I can uh, put together a little card for tomorrow. So I'm gonna play a teaser. And just to get dip dip, a toe, dip our toe in, but I think I'll have more for Sunday. But I'm going to go Dallas minus one and a half to New England minus a half. I think we're just going to try to take care of the. But it's basically my survivor uh, for Circa. That's my survivor entry right there. Dallas and New England. So if I can get through Thanksgiving, yeah, I, I think that Dallas will be a pretty common play tomorrow for the for the survivor people. But probably tease to Buffalo, right? Not. People will tease it to Buffalo. I would assume. Well, I was just talking about in Survivor. Oh, but yes, okay. off the board. Off the board, you're right. Of course. Uh, yeah, absolutely. They'll do. They don't want to wait till Buffalo Sunday. Big time. No, no. Everybody wants to win right now. It's yeah. easy. Yeah, there's no way I would be teasing Buffalo at New Orleans. I think there'll be a nice atmosphere there at the Voodoo Dome, and um, you know, Buffalo doesn't look right. As you said earlier, I think that's Buffalo's a great not way to playing put it. Well. They're not playing well right now. They're they're really underachieving. I don't know if maybe they – now, I'll go back a month, and I, I thought that they were just going to cruise through the AFC East. New England has just turned on the afterburners. They look awesome just out of nowhere. It's a New England team that was getting four and a half or four, four and a half points at home against Dallas a few weeks <laughs> Think about that. I mean, think about that. The New England would obviously be favored in that game right now, and that's not because of any kind of injuries or anything. Uh, New England has just completely turned their season around. And Buffalo needs to get their act together or they're going to end up being a wild card team. And there was a point, I think it was like right after they beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead, where Buffalo was a uh, like had the easiest schedule remaining according to the FBI. And the table was set. You had the mm-hmm. MVP betting favorite in Josh Allen, but just they laid some eggs. And there's obviously time to bounce back because the AFC especially is wide open. But you're right. It has not been... Smooth sailing of late and losing to Jacksonville's rock bottom. At no, Jacksonville couldn't even score a touchdown and they lost, which was remarkable. Nine six was that final. All right, but oh, by the way, I'm gonna do my teaser for two dimes. We we got to get back in the mix. Oh boy, and I'm gonna I might have. So some that's more all. I, so I don't have to worry about making a bet myself. I can just root against your teaser. There you go. And then wait for the Prince of Props to give me something, and then I'll then I'll be good to go this weekend. And watch the Cowboys win by one, and then I lose my teaser and I kick myself <laughs> for not doing a money line parlay. All right, bud. Great stuff as always. Thank you very much for all your work. We are all very thankful for you, Mr. Executive Director, and uh, have a happy Thanksgiving. We're, we're eagerly awaiting what the Prince of Props has, and uh, I'm sure we'll have more plays for everyone on Twitter. Yes, sir. I'll talk to you next week. This has been Baby Bankroll Bonanza. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Daily Wager Extra. I want to appreciate, I want to vocalize my appreciation to everyone for downloading, subscribing, all that stuff, rate, review, and uh, just in general, we, your support as we have expanded the sports betting space here within ESPN has been awesome, and we've been going strong for a few years now, and we want to continue to push through, but travel safely to everyone who is traveling on this holiday. Hopefully the podcast eases those travels or maybe eases family time if you need a little break over the weekend. And want to uh, hear Murray and I still discuss the Sunday card, but a lot of fun uh, this weekend with family and friends. We hope you all enjoy it, and uh, we'll see you back here next week. <laughs> <laughs>